0: Welcome back to Eternity Podcast. As we continue to listen to this powerful message concerning entering into the kingdom of God, my name is Janine, and I'm your host. Let us listen to the requirements for entering into the kingdom of God by Dr. Amish.
1: On that day of the Lord, we shall be found fit for purpose. So, in the context of what we are saying, we are saying that that garment is what makes a human being fit for purpose in eternity. Without that garment, you are not fit for purpose. You must be thrown into the lake of fire. So there are two things here we've highlighted and are highlighted by this passage. This is to repent and to put on your wedding garment. And both of them are necessary for entry into the kingdom of heaven. In fact, the repentance, we will not talk much about but the key thing here is in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 to 24, it says, To put off your old self. That is the repentance the Bible is talking about here. And then in verse 24, it says, Put on the new self. That is the garment that we are supposed to put on. It says that concerning the things of the flesh and the world, we must check it, we must turn away from them. But we must put on what? The righteousness of Christ Jesus that he has given to us. That is the new self. He says, listen to this. He says, put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. In true righteousness and holiness. So God has given us a new self of righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. The repentance, uh, John the Baptist preached it jesus preached it and the apostles preached it so we cannot be saved without repentance when it comes to the kingdom of god the number one requirement is to repent hallelujah and as as we have said it is the repentance that uh, brings fruit for fruit the repentance away from the things of the flesh and the world but what we want to know that there will be no excuse or argue or rationalizing or justifying sin on that day. In fact, we can tell ourselves excuses now, but on that day, no excuses will wash. Repentance, as we said, must be immediate, complete, and permanent. So we want to spend the rest of the time on the garment. On the garment. On the garment. The, this garment requirement is universal and eternal. In Genesis 3.10, the Bible says that this one was Adam speaking. God was looking for Adam. And he says that, he says, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. Let's read this scripture, then we'll talk about them. It says, Genesis 3.22, it says, then the Lord the way to the tree of life. What are we saying here? What we are saying is that when Adam sinned, in the process, he lost his garment. He became naked, he became naked. We are also saying that they hid from the presence of God because they agreed that they were unworthy to appear before him. And that is what will happen on that day of judgment. On that day, you yourself, you know that you are not fit to dwell with God. So it, it, it is a terrible day. And you know that and those who will not be fit for purpose, they will know that they deserve to go to hell. And they will understand what it means to spend eternity in the lake of fire. May the Lord have mercy upon us. The day they lost their garment, they were ban- banished from the tree of life, which means that they lost any op- opportunity to dwell with God. They were disqualified from eternal life. The garment, without the garment, you cannot dwell with God. Without the garment, you cannot have eternal life. So this garment must be very important. And remember, only one sin was what it took to lose that spiritual garment. Only one. Only one. And it wasn't even murder. It wasn't even fornication. It wasn't even stealing. What we call the big one. It was eating. It was disobedience. May the Lord have mercy upon us. There are things we are not aware of, but the Lord is aware of them. In fact, I once heard a story. I said, Lord, have mercy. Because there are things that we have said jokingly that we we did not understand how serious they were in the sight of God. You know something? Some people have done some of the things that we have done and they, they, they have died. But the Lord has preserved us. We might have done even more than they had done. And and he's calling us now to repent. May the Lord have mercy upon us that we may be able to repent and receive his forgiveness because he will not compromise with this garment. If you have said something that was sinful, the garment is gone. If you had thought something that was evil, the garment is gone. Unless the Lord uh, forgives us. May the Lord have mercy upon us. Remember, you took only one sin. Only one sin. The Lord did not say that, okay, this is, uh, I will overlook this. If you sin again, I will, I will, I will banish you. That one sin was all that he took. And, and as, we, as, as we, we mentioned before, that one sin is taking billions of people into the lake of fire forever. Because of that one sin. Sin must be evil. So what is this garment? Isaiah 61 verse 10 tells us about this garment. It says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exult in my God. For he has clothed me with the garment of... And he has covered me with the robe of... Wow. wow. So this garment we are talking about for the wedding feast of the Lamb is the two-piece garment... consists of the garment of salvation and the robe of righteousness and you see that it makes sense it makes sense you know it makes sense the garment of salvation must be different from the robe of righteousness but they are they, they all form one single unit the garment of salvation we receive by faith but the robe of righteousness we receive by obedience so in a sense the obedience our obedience to the gospel makes our faith complete or perfect As we heard, it says, without obedience, faith is what? Dead. Faith is useless. Faith is dead without obedience. Without righteousness, salvation is not complete. The friend was invited, that is, he had salvation, but without his wedding garment, without his righteousness, he was cast into hell. That is what we are seeing. that many are called but few are chosen he says go away from me i never knew you you workers of lawlessness without righteousness the lord will reject us in fact it says i never knew you i i don't know you i I don't know you. you 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 are not one of my people you haven't got the nature you haven't got the identity when i see my people i can see them i know them but you are not one of them and and if at that point in time you, you 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 are not one of them then you have not been one of them for since eternity i never knew you revelations 9, nine 19 69 it says then i heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude like the roar of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out hallelujah for the lord our god the almighty reigns let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory For the marriage of the lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. How did the bride make herself ready? It says, it was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the sin. So it was granted unto the bride to clothe herself with righteousness. So righteousness was given to the bride to clothe herself. The bride was, ma- was given power to be holy, was given power to be righteous. So the righteousness of Christ that has been given to us is the power and the ability of Christ, the grace of Christ Jesus to make us live a holy life. And it says that those who live that holy life, they have, put on, they, they have clothed themselves with that righteousness. It says everything that you do, if it is righteous, you are clothing yourself. If it is sinful, you are, you are stripping yourself of that garment of the robe of righteousness. You are making yourself naked. So, righteousness or obedience enables us to put on our garments. Sin strips us of our garments as it happened into Adam. Why is righteousness important? God created us in his image and in his likeness. That was the robe robe of righteousness. And we we see that in Genesis chapter one verse 25, where it says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. When Adam and Eve sinned, they lost their righteousness and became naked. Sin makes us spiritually naked. That is sin destroys the image and the likeness of God in us. So God's children will dwell with him in eternity. Satan babies would dwell with Satan in eternity. God's children have the likeness and the image of God. Satan's children have the likeness and the image of Satan. So whom you belong to is whom you spend eternity with. And when we sin, it destroys. Sin destroys the image and the likeness of God in us. That is what he did for Adam and Eve. And when that is not there, you cannot dwell with God. And that is why when when Jesus says that without being born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. When we are born again, we are, as we, we will soon see, we are given again the image and the likeness of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Righteous living means we keep the image and the likeness of God. Hallelujah. So so you can see that righteousness. There shouldn't be any debate about righteousness in the life of the Christian. There shouldn't be any debate about whether Christians can sin and go to heaven. No, they shouldn't. If you are being fed with the truth, if you are walking in the light, if you are walking as children of the day, and that is what it says here. It says, when we are born again, it says, and put on the new self. So the old self you must throw away. But the new self, he says, is created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So when you you become a Christian, the Lord God does something great, something significant in your life. He says that he gives you a new self, a new garment of true righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. A born-again Christian has a new self, in the likeness or image of god and and as as he says that that one means that you are truly righteous you are truly holy before god himself before god himself in fact a born again christian is fit for heaven eternity with god is fit for purpose that is what it means to be born again so you can see that you cannot if you are born again go back to sin because then you destroy the image and the likeness of God in your life. You know? So what is this that we have discourse in church, the, the, the every everything in, in the church? And you see, don't talk about it because you are judgmental. When we put on this new self, we have true righteousness and holiness. So you can see that we, it's not about our righteousness. It is about the righteousness of Christ that he has given to us that we put on. Hallelujah. How do we put on and, or maintain the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness? And then the Bible tells us how we do that. In Romans 6, 16, it says, Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you will be, either of sin, which lead to death? And this one was written to Christians. It says, If you sin, you die. Or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. So the Bible is giving so so how can we be righteous? How can how can a human being be righteous? How can we be holy? And then the Bible tells us how that can be done. It says obedience leads to righteousness. Then Romans 6 19 tells us it says that righteousness leads to what holiness. It makes sense doesn't it if you are doing the right thing you do not defile yourself and if you are not defiling yourself you are holy and then not only that okay before we get to that there's true righteousness and fake righteousness if you are born again but live as people who are not born again what makes you different from them you still have the old self if you approve of or do what unbelievers do you go to the pub, you swear, you lie, you steal, you smoke, you drink, you, you have a girlfriend, you have a boyfriend. I mean, is that the image of God? No. That is the image of the devil. So you are not a Christian. And if you want to go to heaven, you must repent. And some people do not know. They think that this one, you do this one, you have liberty. Liberty, they call it liberty in Christ. This one is freedom. So you, you can you can see how the enemy has has deceived the church. Sin is bondage. Sin is evil. Sin is everlasting distraction. And he calls that liberty. And he calls holiness bondage. He calls holiness legalistic. Something bad. And sin something good. You see the moral confusion we're talking about. That is a, a good example. It says if you have the righteousness of Christ, you practice righteousness. That is what the Bible says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then Romans 6:22 tells us that holy life leads to what? Everlasting life. So we have obedience, righteousness, obedience leads to righteousness, righteousness leads to holiness and of course, of course. It makes sense, doesn't it? Of course, if you are holy, it's eternal life. It's all there in the scriptures. The Bible says that the wise will understand. Daniel 12, 9 and 10. It says, he said, go your way, Daniel, for the wise are shut up and sealed until the, e- the time of the end. Many shall purify themselves and make themselves white and be refined. But the wicked shall act wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand. But those who are wise shall understand. He says, at the time of the end, the wise shall understand they need to put on their garment, they need to be holy, they need to be righteous. He says, that is what he says. He says the wicked, the those who love sin, they will not understand. But those who fear God, those who are wise, those who who are walking in the light, they will understand. You will understand. He says they will separate from anything that stains or blemishes. Says the wise will purify themselves, make themselves white, and be refined. In fact, that, that will be their passion, their desire. You can see that they are leaving no stone unturned, purifying, making themselves white, and refining themselves, you see. So, so, so that is what we are supposed to be doing at this hour. So, so you can see that when people say that, oh, Obedience is self-righteousness. I don't need to talk about it. I think, I think now, now we will not believe it. We will not believe it. We will not be fooled anymore. Deception is rather deception. Deception is the dangerous lie that obedience is self-righteousness. Because when we do, we obey the word of God, we put on the righteousness of God we have received by faith or by grace. So those who say that they have the righteousness of Christ and they are walking in sin, they are refusing to put that one on, and they don't have any righteousness. Those who are working in obedience, they are the ones who have the righteousness of Christ. That is what we are saying. That is what the Bible is saying here. Oh, another thing they see is that Christianity is not do's and don'ts. And I just want to clarify this. At times, it has been repeated so much so that everybody thinks that it is gospel truth. It's not true. It's not true. In the New Testament, we have four types of works. The works of the law, the works of faith, good works, and the works of the flesh. The Bible says different things about them. This, this is the one that he says that if you do them, you will die. they cannot save you. But the Bible talks differently about the others. Listen to this. If somebody says Christianity is not do's and don'ts, so you can do whatever you want and go to heaven. That is a lie. It says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body or the deeds of the flesh or the works of the flesh, you will live. Then uh, Galatians 5.21 says, I warn you as I warned you before, that those who do such things, that is the works of the flesh, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Certainly there are don'ts you must avoid if you want to inherit the kingdom of God. There are, there are things that you must, you must not do. And if you do them, you are not Christians. You are not born again. If you do them, you have have taken off our garments. You understand?
0: We've heard, let us put to death the works of the flesh if we want to inherit the kingdom of God. There is so much of that garment which you may never have been made aware of. That's another reason to give glory to God for using Dr. Amish to teach us about the significance of the garment of righteousness and the effect of sins in our life. Look, if you want to receive Jesus Christ in your life and want to be born again, or if you want to know more, please contact us on 0430 041 735 or visit our website at www.MessianicMinistriesInc.org to find an altar nearest to you. You can also visit us at eternitypodcast.com. Stay tuned for part four of this teaching. God bless.